Welcome to Right Around the Road, the creative podcast that helps you get those pesky voices out of your head and onto the page. And remember, it's the journey that matters. And welcome to another episode of Right Around the Road. Today we're going to Vancouver Island, but it's not the first time we've been there. We were back there in October 2016. Welcome back, Alexandra Amore. Oh, thank you so much for having me here, Mel. It's so great to chat with you again. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, we were just talking before the podcast, everybody, and we're a bit shocked that it has been so long. Um, But one of the things that came through was uh, how not only is it possible, but here's a lady that's doing it, is to make a living uh, out of being an independent author, independently published author. Um, And we talked about multiple streams of income. So that's what we're going to focus a little bit on today. But there's something else we want to talk about, which is even more exciting. And it's Alexandra's new business um, as a self-publishing coach. And it's something that I'm interested in, as you all know. So I'm just going to do a little bit of an introduction. Uh, For those of you who don't know this beautiful lady, Alexandra Moore is a independently published author of 11 novels. uh, And Half of those, at least, I think, are cosy mysteries. Uh, Alexandra runs a mystery writing podcast. Uh, she's a VA to Joanna Penn and Mark Dawson. So if we're not all impressed now, we'll all just go back to sleep. Uh, but as I said, launching into the self-publishing um, coaching business is really, really exciting because this woman has so much experience. She's been writing for over 10 years and, as I said, making a living of it. Uh, congratulations, Alexandra. Oh, thanks so much, Mel. Yeah. Now, that was a pretty long introduction, wasn't it? <laughs> well, there's a lot to cover, I guess. I got a lot of irons in the fire, as we say. Yeah. And, and trying to find a focus for this podcast, everyone, when you've got, when you've got such talent in front of you was, was a bit of a challenge. Um, but the thing that I'm interested in and the thing that I value the very, very most is if you want to start out writing and if you're interested in indie publishing and if you really, really want to give it a go, having someone there to support you, be your accountability buddy, is is critical, I think, uh, to to get you to the end point because so many people start a novel and don't finish it. Alexandra, what made you start the self-publishing coach business? A couple of things, I guess. I had a friend who was wanting to self-publish her book um, and she she knew that I had had published my books that way. And so she asked me if she could sort of hire me uh, to help her. And she's someone who's not entirely comfortable with technology. And as you and I both know, um, self-publishing has a lot of moving parts to it. There's a lot of information that people need to know. Uh, It's a huge learning curve. Um, There are a lot of places to go wrong, a lot of places you can make mistakes and spend money that you don't need to spend, which I've done (laughs) more than once. And so she just wanted someone to kind of guide her along that path. So the, the metaphor I often use is someone who's like a sort of like a mountaineering guide, you know, they, they can prepare you for the journey, um, show you what tools you should use, um, explain what kind of gear you should have, um, tell you about what the path is going to be like, uh, tell you about choices that you can make along the path. And then really so that you can make the journey in a very informed way and not have to kind of crash your way through the bushes all by yourself, breaking the trail as it were. 
Yeah, and it's something that I feel very strongly about. We wouldn't go on any other learning journey without uh, support. And I have been supporting my young scholars and will continue to do so on their writing journeys, even though I've now passed off that whole part of my business to Sam, uh, my daughter. Um, But Alexandra... If people were going to go to the doctor, they want them to be um, trained. If they if they go to uh, any expert, they want them to be trained. Now, the very first thing I noticed on your website, uh, www.selfpublishingcoach.com, is that you have been trained by um, a trained as a professional coach by Martha Beck. Um, so you have gone to a lot of trouble to make sure that you are fully qualified to be this. Um, what kind of things do you have to do? And I've got to ask this, everyone, who's Martha Beck? <laughs> <laughs> so Martha Beck is is a life coach and she's sort of well-known here in North America. She writes a column for O Magazine for Oprah Winfrey. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show quite often before it went off the air. Um, and she's a recovering Mormon. So I felt a bit of kinship with her, but just a magical woman. And she she started sort of life coaching people before she even realized that's what she was doing. And then eventually started uh, the training program that I took in, I think it was 2012. And so God bless technology because I, we were able to, I was able to do the training virtually, essentially. Um, we got on calls like this or telecalls at the time, just over the telephone and did all our training online and I loved it. It was a fantastic experience. And so now it's funny using the word coach for what I'm doing now for the self-publishing coaching is a little bit of a misnomer because really what I'm doing is mentoring people because with self-publishing, it's more about giving advice, giving information, distilling things down for the client who wants to get their book published. Yeah, and very early in the piece I had to look up the difference between uh, coaching and mentoring and basically it comes down to being paid for your expertise. Now, I am a very strong advocate, as everybody knows, for indie publishing and I have a very good writing friend and I think I can mention the name, Miss Annie Seaton, and we've been having this battle from day one Uh, and now she's a very successful hybrid author and she can see the benefits of both and it's really, really exciting that her indie publishing is is taking off just as well as her traditional publishing career. And I would say to that, that no, it doesn't matter which path you take, it takes time, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do, um, establishing the credentials and everybody, I was going to look up who Martha Beck was, but I um, forgot. Um, but I did write the name down, so I'm very good. So I'm ashamed for not knowing who she is. Uh, what I want to do is I want to start. Uh, Alexandra has a book out and it's free at the moment on her website. Uh, and it's called The Red Hot Truth About Self-Publishing Your Book, A No BS Guide to um, Being a Self-Published Author. And it's got everything that you need um, to, I guess, sate your curiosity in the first instance. And I think you will realise that there is so much out there now that it can be very overwhelming and and create a bit of um, confusion and fear if, if you're coming to the table to, to write your book. But so that's what... In the, I'm going to start at the beginning, all right? So these are the good bits and it's uh, you get creative freedom, you get financial freedom, you get autonomy, you get control over your career and my very favourite one, location independence. Alexandra, they're the good things. Um, that's, what, that's how you live. You're, you're not location independent but you have all the other things going for you. It takes time. No, I am location independent. 
Oh, so you trip around from Vancouver Island. Well, what I, what I sort of what I consider location independence is being able to live wherever we want and not being tied to a location because of a, a job. Um, so my job comes with me and I happen to live on Vancouver Island now. But if I wanted to, let's say, do a house swap with someone in Brisbane, for example, um, I could do it. <laughs> that has so much potential. I don't know why yes. I think of it. Uh, now, just recently, everybody, we had on the podcast the backpacking housewife and she rented, uh, she didn't rent, she did a house, no, she did a um, house sitting job in a 300-year-old French chateau that has impressed me ever since uh, for six months. And I'm thinking, wow, there is so much potential with this um, gig for indie, indie publishing. But the, that's the good news. The mm-hmm. not so good news is it doesn't happen overnight, does it? It takes a very long time for most of us. Some, some may be overnight successes, but behind those overnight successes you may find 10 years of writing. Uh, what is your recommendation? I'm going, to, I'm going to take you up on your offer on your um, three 30-minute coaching session on your, on your website. What are you going to say to me? Uh, yeah, so, so specifically about that, um, that it doesn't happen overnight. It, uh, what I've realized is that I wish I had the long game view back 10 years ago and was much more patient with myself about what was going on. And I think we do, and I don't know if it's, it's, it has to do with our culture, but we do really tend to focus on overnight successes, as you mentioned. And really, that's it never happens. And especially if we're trying to build a career um, and balance other parts of our lives. So there, you know, there aren't many of us that can just afford to sit and write for 10 hours a day. Um, We have jobs, we have children, we have other obligations. And so life tends to get in the way. And writing is something that um, readers are very often most attracted to us the more books we have. And so in his book, The Magic Bakery, Dean Wesley Smith talks about this and how we, um, you know, if you walked into a, a bakery and they had one pie for sale, it's much less appealing than if you walk in and they have a whole bunch of pies and a whole bunch of cakes and pastries and all that kind of stuff. So building up that kind of catalog of books does take time. Um, And especially for authors when we're squeezing the writing in around the rest of our lives. Yeah. And look, Dean Wesley Smith, everybody, if you haven't looked him up, he was the very, very first person that I found when I started on my indie um, writing journey, which was really exciting. There is a wealth of material over there, everybody. You will be totally overwhelmed because he is so prolific. <laughs> uh, but he writes science fiction and he's married to a woman who is absolutely beautiful and she's an expert, uh, Catherine R- Rush. Rush, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Christine Catherine Rush. Yeah, yeah and, and she writes uh, on the business side of writing. Uh, very good combination, I should say, um, but they're way, way, way out of my league, but very, very um, generous with their knowledges, I think, uh, right up yep. there with um, our guru, Joanna Penn. Uh, now, okay, I've run you, I'm here, um, I'm, I've liked what I've seen, I've decided to hire myself a writing coach. All right, you're it. Well, what are you going to do with me? Because I'm the queen. I'm the best procrastinator in the world, and I've just paid you all this money. Um, I want a book at the end of it. What's the very first thing you're going to tell me? Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that I'm not a writing coach. <laughs> so when you come to me, you have to have your manuscript finished. So that's part of the deal. So this is really self-publishing coaching. So I'm going to coach you 
to take your book from its manuscript, that it's finished now, you've revised it as much as you can, um, and we'll jump through all the steps that it takes now to get it into the Amazon bookstores. So we'll talk about editing and copy editing and proofreading your book. And then we'll talk about how to get it formatted into two different formats. So for ebook and for paperback. And then we'll talk about the different kinds of dashboards that you'll have to have for the different retailers. And so, and all that that entails. Um, we'll talk about how you get paid and all this will ha- would happen over 10 or 12 coaching sessions spread out over several months because very often what I do with my clients, I don't do the work for them. So when it's time to find an editor, for example, I'll send you away and you need to do the research. And I have recommendations that I can make, but you need to do the research to find the editor that's the right fit for you, that sort of thing. Yeah. And and people do get, um, I think, overwhelmed when it comes to this side of things. Like I've just discovered with draft to digital you can just stick it up now and that makes life very easy and they distribute it everywhere. And they will yep. take a Word document manuscript. And I thought, well, that's easy. Back in the olden days, they never used to do that. Um, now, I know you mentioned Vellum um, and I know yep. you talk about Scrivener. Uh, the dastardly Scrivener. Um, I use it. I love it. I adore it. But people, for some reason, are scared of it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's such a complex and robust piece of software that it can be quite intimidating. And my experience is that people often make the mistake, they they jump right in and try to start using it without watching a couple of tutorials first. So there are several tutorials that come with the software when you get it. And if you, I think my experience was anyway, I made the point of watching those just kind of holding back from jumping in and got a little bit familiar with them. And then after that, I did watch some more tutorials on YouTube. And once I did that, I was perfectly happy with Scrivener. I love it. I would, I would be lost without it now. Yeah, and there's this other wonderful course, Learn Scrivener Fast. Yes. Um, and I think, um, Alexandra, you mentioned earlier, the benefit of using you is that you can save people a lot of money. Now, we've all spent a fortune on all these courses and done all these things, and that's how we've got our education, okay? So um, I went through, I've gone through roughly at the same time as you and spent all the money I shouldn't have spent and done all the things I shouldn't have done. <laughs> Um, and that's why that's why you're now in a position to to help people coming along behind you, and everybody. You can save so much time and effort because there's so much out there, uh, and so many courses. And there seems to be more and more and more of them. I think that David um, Simon Ballard has a lot to answer for, even though he's absolutely brilliant. But there's a course for everything now, and thousands of courses, and you can't just buy them because you've got to wade through about three pages of spiel, and it's all the same spiel with different words and different pictures in it. And I'm going. Hey everybody, there's got to be an easy way of doing this. Um, but never mind. Um, I'm sidetracked again. <laughs> All right, we talked about you're here. Um, okay, you've you've it's over ten or twelve sessions, and it could take several months. For someone who's impatient like me, mm. I think I've finished my manuscript and I just want to stick it up. That's the actual worst thing in the world you can do, isn't it? Well, I think so. I mean, we talk about mistakes that we've made. You know, one mistake that I made was not knowing enough about book covers when I first started and how important they are. And I and there's a couple of elements to that. One, they have to be professional. Um, and I think in that, in the Red Hot Truth about self-publishing, I talk about how way back, you know, in 2009 or 2010, when the Kindle had just started, people could do their own little covers using Mac Paint or whatever. 
and put their book up for 99 cents and they would sell like hotcakes. And that was because eBooks were so new and readers were just ravenous for books that they could get their hands on immediately. It was such a new idea. Now we're 10 years down the road. The industry has matured. There's so many more books in the market. So you need to spend, you need to invest in your covers, but in the right way. And that's, you know, I've done it a, a couple of different ways. And one was sort of spending money that for the for a designer, say for example, who wasn't familiar with my genre, and that was a mistake. You know, so that was a five or six hundred dollar mistake. Um, spending money for a cover designer who wasn't experienced with covers, so she was a graphic designer and she was amazing, but she didn't she didn't know anything about selling books. Um, so those are the kind of mistakes that that I can help people avoid, um, and they're especially important to avoid if you don't know they're there, you know, when we don't know what we don't know, that's when we get into trouble. Yeah. And things change so often and so quickly uh, that, that our heads spin. Uh, now, Scrivener once upon a time was something, did all the formatting. It was a little bit, little bit fiddly and a little bit complicated. And I can remember when Joanna Penn first introduced us to Scrivener, everybody. And it was really, really exciting. Um, and coming out the other end and being able to produce your MyOB and your EPUB books was, wow, that's really exciting. And then along came Bellum, V-E-L-L-U-M, and tossed all that out the window, didn't it? Because Bellum's even easier to use. Is that correct? It is. It's fantastic. And just in the last week, Vellum and Scrivener have um, combined forces, as it were. So when you're in Scrivener now, you can export your manuscript directly to Vellum. So it used to be a two-step process. So you would export from Scrivener to Word, and then you would import into Vellum from your Word document. Um, and now you can eliminate that middle step and just go straight from Scrivener to Word, which is amazing. I haven't actually tried it yet, but I think it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Now, how cool is that, everybody? Now, what Alexandra just said, once upon a time, would make my head spin. Importing <laughs> out one thing, exporting into another, and or sorry, exporting out of one and importing into the other, uh, and doing all these things scared the living daylights out of me. So if you're at that stage, um, it's worth, I think, paying a few dollars for a coach. And especially for your first book, you may not need it down the track, but that very first time, uh, is, a, is a really good idea because they're all the little tricks. And something that Sam and I really struggled with and we discovered was a, um, much easier than we thought, when you put the picture of your book up on your website and Alexandra's got the picture of the red hot truth about self-publishing on her website, you can actually make it look like a book and there's this little program, this little YouTube video that showed us how to do it. Um, that I was paying a designer to do all that stuff, um, but you can do it yourself, can't you? She's not going to tell us how. You can, yeah. Yeah, for that for that book, I um, I think I created the cover for that one just because it's a free giveaway. I created it on Canva and then I found a little program online and I, and I just created the 3D version myself and then that's what I use yeah. on the website. And that's really cool, everybody, because um, people who are book buyers, not book writers and makers, are... Uh, they look at it, it's a real book and they'll buy it and it's that visual image rather than having it a flat um, two dimension on the screen. They're, they're little tricks along the way as well. Something else that has over time proved to be really, really important is writing in series. A lot of indie publishers write in series, don't they? They do. And, you know, it is so important, I think, for success um, as an independent author, but even as a traditionally published author. For years, I've heard trad authors say that they 
uh, or yeah, the, the publishers always want them to write in series. And the reason is that re- as readers, we get attached to characters, you know, and we, we want to continue to follow them and follow their adventures and figure out what they're going through. And so writing in series provides that um, or f- sort of nourishes that need in your reader. Plus, if you've got six or seven books in a series or however many, and someone discovers you today, they can go right back to the beginning and they'll read your books all the way through. I do that, that all the time when I find new authors. So having what, what's called a backlist uh, of books in one series is a really, you know, sort of financially sound way to build a writing career. It's not the only way, but it, it helps. Yeah. And, and in the first instance, everybody, you don't make a lot of money. Um, and this is explained very well on a few websites. And I know Joanna Penn does it, doesn't she? Uh, if you it might even be Mark Dawson, someone. Uh, if you have one book and you sell it, you make X amount of dollars. If you have one book and you sell it and you've got five other books, you actually make six sales um, and you start to multiply that out. Um, if you were working with someone, Mm-hmm. and you focus solely on that one book, do you stay with them to help them develop a career or is your job just to get them started and off on their way? Yeah, my job is really just to get them published and on their way. And the thing about the learning the skills of self-publishing is that it's it's a skill that you can then repeat over time. So my clients don't come back to me after the first book is published because now they know what to do. Um, and all the skills that I've taught them, we record all our, our coaching sessions and I'll even provide a transcript if they want. And then that way, you know, a year from now, if they have another book, they can go through and do it all themselves because now they know what they're doing and they know the, the problems to avoid and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If we were talking dollars and cents and I'm looking at that and I'm thinking of the dollars and cents you could have saved me. <laughs> uh, now I pay, <laughs> look, everybody, there are courses out there, Joanna Penn's course that um, Alexandra and I have both done, absolutely brilliant. But again, um, and I'm talking Australian dollars here, by the time I converted it, it was nearly $1,000 and I think it's about, I don't even know what it is nowadays. Uh, Mark Dawson's um, Facebook ads for authors and how to publish book. Mark Dawson has a wonderful course on on how to self-publish a book exactly what you do alexandra in a in an online course form isn't it and again i paid i was 600 american dollars for that which was another thousand dollars australian i haven't looked at them and if i wanted to know something i'd jump online Mm. and ask alexandra Um, but we buy the courses we get sucked in every time because we're always learning we're always curious and we always think someone knows something that we don't would you say that's the single biggest advantage of having, um, I think, a self-publishing coach is to have someone there to talk to and, and answer your questions? Because you can buy all the courses in the world, but half the time we don't finish them. Well, that's exactly the thing, isn't it? And you used the word accountability earlier in this interview, and I think that's such a great word. So... Uh, it's so easy to get, you know, sort of derailed and sidetracked when we're trying to self-publish, especially because it can be confusing and confronting and leave us feeling overwhelmed. So by having a regular series of appointments with a coach like me, um, it sort of, in a way, it forces you to, to jump through the hoops. You know, okay, I've got my appointment with my coach next week and, and we've talked about I need to do these three things before that happens. And so you would sit down and do them. And also, I think the, the sort of comfort of having so, another voice, another face, you know, on the other side of the computer who says, hey, I get it. I understand that this is confusing and overwhelming. And I'm going to break it down for you into tiny steps. 
and you'll be able to do it because, you know, I have faith in you and, and lots of people have done it and you can do it too. <laughs> yeah. And look, that is so important. Um, my kids call me Mel Accountability Hammond uh, because I'm always sending them homework. <laughs> it, it's got to happen, everybody. You Look, you won't do it on your own. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident unless you're, I think I had, I've had a couple of ladies on and they're so self-driven and they're so fantastic and they're so prolific. They actually do do it on their own. Um, but that's not the majority of us, um, having someone there to to support us. And even something as simple as that change with um, Scrivener and Vellum, I didn't know that. So I may end mm-hmm. up, you know, doing double the work or paying double the money, I don't know. Uh, and things change. And that's why I want to talk to you. How have things changed even since you and I have known each other in the last couple of years? And if you're coming in new to indie publishing, everybody, this is how quickly things change. They do. They just, you know, change at lightning speed. I mean, the the, the collaboration between Scrivener and Vellum is such a perfect example. Um, and I'm so excited that that happened. And, uh, you know, I think back to, well, two years ago. So Vellum didn't exist. And so we touched on this earlier. So formatting our books for ebook was a bit of a nightmare. Scrivener could do it, but it was it's fiddly and uncomfortable. And and then you could there were other different programs you could use. But I never found that the the result was very attractive. Um, and then for print books, I always had to hire somebody to do the formatting of the interior file for the print um, print books. Whereas now I can do that myself with Vellum as well. Um, there are things like. Well, this kind of hasn't happened yet, but Joanna Penn's been talking about the advances in artificial intelligence and how that's going to affect audiobooks. So none of my books are in audiobook format, but it's looking like in the next probably two or three years, we we hope, um, that we'll be able to have some sort of artificial intelligence that will read our books and turn them into audiobook format, which would be amazing. And I'm really looking forward to that change. Yeah, everybody, if you haven't listened to Joanna, Joanna Penn's podcast, um, The Creative Pen, uh, don't do it because it will drive you <laughs> in the directions that you become obsessed. Um, now, Joanna Penn has an, um, a very healthy interest in augmented, augmented reality, artificial reality, although augmented into, I don't know what they're called. Um, yeah. But I now get <laughs> weekly um, emails coming in from sources who keep up with this stuff and I read it and I read it and I get more and more sucked in and I get more and more hooked um, about all the possibilities that are coming uh, coming our way. Um, and I blame Joanna um, totally for that. But the potential <laughs> for our stories is really, really exciting. Uh, and so much so that with our kids, um, we can actually... There's talk about how kids can learn by putting themselves inside their stories and, and, and moving around with their characters. It's, it's really exciting stuff. Um, by the time we learn one thing, we've already got to go on to the next, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and as you say, it can be a bit daunting, a bit overwhelming. Things change at, at just a really fast pace. Uh, so one thing I do to protect myself from that kind of overwhelm actually is instead of reading all the information that comes out from everybody, I listen to, to the creative pen podcast because Joanna kind of distills it down. She has a little introduction, you know, 10 or 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of each show. And she'll just, she'll talk about what's new and improved and the latest news. And I feel like by listening to that, I don't have to be on top of it all, all by myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, it's, it's such a, it's such a wonderful thing. Um, there's, 
I'm going to stop the conversation there because I I got something in the I got something in the mail yesterday and it was a, a new way of communicating that is really safe and secure that nobody can can um, what do you call it um, break into and I got really excited so I joined up with this thing it was sent to me by another Australian author uh, and by the time I'd clicked yes I'm interested it went out to my three thousand friends on my list it's a thing called doc and i'm looking at it here now and it's oh, a, a yes. secure way of communicating doc so not only am i now signed up all my all my um email all, all my contact list got the invitation as well <laughs> i went wow i don't think that's really um uh, what do you call it ethical but <laughs> i couldn't stop it it was gone <laughs> and i got all these phone calls saying hey mel are you being hacked <laughs> and I thought, nah, just hit the wrong button again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're in it for the long game. Things are changing constantly. It's very difficult to stay on top of it yourself. Uh, I'm assuming you've got a newsletter where you where you put these things out. Yeah. So when people sign up to receive the red hot truth about self-publishing your book, then each week on Friday I send out a very short email just with some information about self-publishing, some little tip or trick that I think will be helpful. And that's the way to stay in touch with me. Yeah. And I, I think everybody that that's really important. Um, if you haven't yet published, if you haven't yet gone down that track, be very careful who you give your money to. Make sure you go to someone who is uh, reliable. Uh, and Alexandra is certainly, certainly that. And I guess one of my, would be one of my best recommendations, um, which is why I actually got you back on when I saw your book, um, The Red Hot Truth About Self-Publishing. Um, just having it, as you said, distilled down. And, and I think that's your job as a coach, isn't it? To distill it down, um, take away the overwhelm, hold hold um our new author's hands till they get that book out there the problem is once that book's out book's out there it's only the beginning isn't it it really is yeah that's the bottom of the mountain (laughs) in a way (laughs) or the bottom the bottom of the next mountain i guess i should say yeah so then there's a whole the whole thing about marketing the book and and writing the next one really um if you want to create an author career so marketing is definitely not my area of expertise and then i recommend things like mark dawson's ad for authors course and um and other resources at that point but yeah it's a it's certainly a challenging way to have a career and live a life that's for sure yeah i think it's really stimulating guys and if if you're even thinking about it go for it um i think alexandra called it the three three-legged stool didn't you? The writing, the publishing, and the marketing of the book, and it's a team effort, as you said. Um, yep. You know, you get get it to the point where you write it. Uh, you recommend um, line edit, uh, sorry, copy edits and structural edits. Um, now you have resources on your website for those things, don't you? I do. Yeah. So under, I think it's under the about tab, there's a, a, a page for my tools and resources. And I recommend things like Vellum and Scrivener and a couple of editors that I've worked with and, um, and my cover designer as well, who's in the United States. Yeah. And, and they're, they're really handy things to have because if you start looking out and about, it can be scary and you can get ripped off. I've been ripped off so many times. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, Alliance of Independent, or Ali, Alliance of Independent mm-hmm. Authors. Are you a member of the Alliance of Independent Authors? 
No, it's something that's on my list. I need to do that as soon as I possibly can. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this because the other thing that people need to make sure they watch out for is all the scams that are around. So there, you know, as the self-publishing industry grows, um, there are people who are who are preying on authors who don't know what's going on, and they'll charge people exorbitant prices for things that. Um, provide no value whatsoever. So the Alliance of Independent Authors has what they call the watchdog service. And so they vet um, people like me and and organizations like Book Baby that publish books or uh, people that give courses like uh, Mark and Joanna. So um, it's just a way for authors to sort of proceed with a little bit of caution and make sure that the service or the person that they're working with um, is above board and provides the very best value possible to the authors that they work with. Yeah. And, and look, it's been on my gonna do list too. I think Alexandra, uh, we got working in tandem here. Uh, and because to have that on your website as, as a credential is a, is a really good yes. thing. You've, you, you can't just go on it. You've got to have books published to be an author and things like that. Joanna Penn certainly got it on hers. I want it on mine and it's on, as I said, gonna, gonna, gonna. Um, Alexandra's going to get it on hers. Have a look because there are free resources anyway and there's a couple of books over there that are really good. Um, and plus there's conferences, um, virtual conferences that we can all attend um, and I certainly listen to as many of those um, I guess, uh, talks as, as I can. There's a weekly newsletter that is absolutely wonderful and I quite often trawl through and find guests for the podcast. Um, look, there there is so much out there. And podcasts like um, Joanna Penn's, and of course mine's because mine's right up there with Joanna Penn's, when we speak to authors all the time, we learn lots of tips and tricks and and I think that's your secret, isn't it, Alexandra? You have learned because you've surrounded yourself with um, professionals. That's right. Yeah. So um, I got really lucky, started following Joanna way back when. I think you did too, Mel. Um, Even I I think I was following her when she was living in Australia. And yeah, just, you know, finding good people to follow, people that we resonate with, who we know have the interests of authors at heart uh, is such a great thing to do. And, And, you know, multiple heads are better than one. We can't each person can't know it all. So we can rely on information and, um, you know, other things from the people that we, that we follow and that we surround ourselves with. Yeah. And I think that's um, critical. One thing that indie publishers do so very, very well is network, team up, collaborate, share information, help people coming up behind them. It's not competition because the more of us that get our stuff out there in a professional manner, uh, the better for the whole industry. And when you see rubbish out there, it drags us all down, um, which is a little bit sad. All right, where, what's next for Alexandra Moore other than this wonderful coaching, the um, VAing for, for people who are really important? I'm going to hire Alexandra as my VA, everybody, just so I can have my name on the list. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be great? Uh, what books have you got coming out next? Yeah, so next I'm working on a mystery novel in my Town Called Horse mystery series. So those are books that are set in 1890 here in British Columbia. Um, and they have a female protagonist who's a school teacher. And she uh, sort of cozy mysteries crossed with historical. They're like Westerns. You know, somebody described them as Little House on the Prairie um, meets Agatha Christie, that kind of thing. So Ooh, we're not allowed to mention Little House on the Prairie. No, we're not allowed to mention that. Anymore. I grew up on Little House on the Prairie. I did house too. in the big woods and I love them and Laura Ingalls Wild, everybody. And then I saw that they're actually kicking their little house down. And I thought, oh gosh, life gets crazier. I can understand the I can understand the um 
what do you call it, the why they're doing it. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with it. I, I mean, mm. how far back do we go and what do we wipe out? Taking out Lorings as well, how dare they? Um, but, yeah, now I read a couple of, Alexandra, I read a couple of your novels back for our last interview and that was in 2016. And everybody, um, again, that historical detail and that rich um, rich um, research that goes into those books, uh, you can see why being an independent author is so very, very wonderful because you're living the life that you want, you're doing all the research that you want. You've got some side gigs that are bringing you in a great income and you are location independent, which I always thought meant you got to travel around, but you actually live in the place that you want to do and do the work that you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. I lived for years in a big city and now I live in a tiny little fishing village right on the Pacific Ocean. So I feel very grateful about that. Yeah. And everybody, um, when Alexandra and I do our house swap, she can live in Brisbane City, um, overlooking Roma Street Parklands. And I'll be going fishing in Vancouver, British, British Vancouver, isn't it? British Columbia, whatever it is. <laughs> I actually don't know where I'm Columbia. going. Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, I'm going to wind it up now. <laughs> I don't know where I am and what I'm doing. Thank you very much for joining me for the second time, everybody. Um, Rider on the Road and the Little Caravan is up on Alexandra's site over at www.self.com. Uh, Publish, oh, selfpublishingcoach.com. Is that correct? Uh, my selfpublishingcoach.com. My yeah. self, and I've got the selfpublishing.com. Mm. I am just unreliable. And where do we find your cozy mysteries? And then my mysteries are at alexandraamore.com. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's it for Writer on the Road. Please go and get that manuscript out. Go and see Alexandra because she will help you get it published. Don't come to me because I'm slack. I'm actually going to go to Alexandra myself. Um, <laughs> bye for now from Writer on the Road.